Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, David. We begin our Advent series today with God With Us series for the next four weeks as we take a journey towards Christmas. And um, we look forward to this journey, starting with hope today, hope and love and peace and joy over the next four Sundays. There was a book that came out recently, and it was called A Speck at Sea. And it's a story about someone who was lost at sea. It happened in 2017, two longtime friends, commercial fishermen, John Aldridge and Anthony Sosinski, were off on their fishing boat down in Montauk, uh, Long Island, down on the eastern seaboard in the United States. And as they headed out to sea about 40 miles offshore, Anthony was downstairs. There he is, and he was uh, sleeping below deck, and John was starting to get things ready for the catch, and he was trying to open up uh, a hatch at the back of the boat, and he was pulling on the handle with all his might, and the handle to the hatch snapped, and John lost his balance, flew back, and flew off the back of the boat. He, he ended up in the water, um, right off the back of the boat. The boat was on autopilot, and um, Anthony was asleep. So the boat just kept going in the direction that it was supposed to go. Um, as soon as he realized that, um, that he was in the water and the boat wasn't going to stop, John began screaming for help. Um, but there's no way that Anthony, Anthony was down in the bottom of the boat and he was sleeping. There's no way that he could be heard. So John watched as the boat went up and over a crest of a wave and up and over another wave and gone. And there he was, out in the middle of the ocean, alone. He couldn't see it anymore. He was alone, treading water in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, without a life vest. I don't know why fishermen don't always wear life vests, but they don't always wear life vests. Can you imagine what it must have felt like being alone in the dark ocean, a speck at sea. I think that is what you consider a hopeless situation. There you are. What, what are your chances of survival? It seems hopeless. But the question is, is really? Well, John, he, was, he tried to calm himself and to figure what his options were. He was thinking about that um, if he wanted to stay alive, he needed to stay above the water. He needed to stay afloat. He realized that he still had his boots on. And so he thought, well, my boots are waterproof, so if I pull them off and I put them down on top of the water, the air will fill them up and I'll put them under my arms. And he tried it. And it works. It works. You can float on your boots. Um, so John stuck the, the two boots under his arms and he started floating. So at least he could stay afloat. So there was a flicker of hope. John thought of his family, and he thought of the fact that um, no one really knew, would know that he was missing, because the boat would just keep going, except maybe the two sharks that he saw swimming by, but 15 feet away, no one knew he was there. So he tried to set some goals, and his goal was, I will try to stay afloat till morning, because it was dark when they started fishing. Four hours later, Anthony woke up and realized, so Anthony down in the bottom of the boat, he realizes that John is missing. And four hours later, so he calls the Coast Guard, and um, the Coast Guard begins their search procedures. And even though the Coast Guard commander admitted he didn't have much hope, he said, we will search. So on the boat, Anthony found the broken handle. He went to the back, he saw the handle, and he knew that John 
what John was probably doing, he was getting things ready when he went overboard, which means they were probably in the fishing grounds, particular fishing grounds, way back. So he had an idea, and because the boat was on autopilot, had an idea where the boat may have been at that point, uh, way back. So John is there floating on his boots, and he made it till morning. He survived till morning floating on his boots. And as the sun rose, he had hope. Hope. The sun rose, floating on your boots in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, maybe I can survive. In less than an hour, a Coast Guard helicopter flew over, spotted John, and he's got his boots and he's trying to wave with boots under, <coughs> excuse me, under his arms. And, um, and he saw the light shine down from the helicopter right on him, and he realized that they saw him. They pulled him up to safety, and they said, we've been looking for you for nine hours today. And uh, John said to them, well, I've been looking for you for 12. So, miraculously, John Aldridge survived. And it's an amazing story, an amazing story of hope. Um, if it were most of us bobbing out there in the middle of the ocean, I don't know if we would have hope. I didn't know what I would do this morning when I looked out and I saw the, the ice. I had my slippers on and I went out on the back deck. I don't know if you tested outside your door today. I put my, and I put my, my foot down on the deck and it looked wet. It wasn't wet. It was frozen. Frozen. And then my mother called. She said, Rob, there's no hope of getting to church today. She goes, we're not going to church. You shouldn't go to church. So I got in my car and I came to church. That's what good sons do. <laughs> so what is the hope in our lives? Um, I think of dear Gretel, lives not too far from you, Linda, just down the way. Gretel was waiting for a, a new knee. She could hardly walk and and... And finally, she had hoped that the surgeons would, would find a time for her to have this surgery. And, uh, and she, she's walking. This week, she was walking around. She was walking around without her cane. I said to her, why are you walking without your cane? She says she lost it. I don't think she's looked very hard for it. She's happy to be walking. Linda, hope, I remember, was just last year around this time, wasn't that long ago, when you fell down and your shoulder just exploded. And they had to rebuild you a shoulder. They rebuilt it upside down instead of right side up with a ball on the top. You're a miracle. But when that happened, we were, we were all shocked. I don't know if you lost hope. Like, will I ever be able to move again? Will I ever be able to, to lift and work? But you did. And you even came today in the midst of our icy day. You walked very carefully, but you came. <laughs> Excuse me. And I hope by next Sunday I will be over my cold too. Hope is the first day you wake up and you can breathe after an awful cold. I hope. I hope tomorrow will be that day for me. Hope is the day when you wake up and you, you realize that you have beaten cancer. It's the first ray of sunshine through your window after a tearful, difficult night. Hope is hearing the words, he's going to be okay, she's going to be okay. Hope is the fuel of faith and dreams. And as we enter Advent, Advent means the coming, the arrival. We are awaiting, hopefully, the arrival of Christ. It's a season that links the past, the present, and the future. 
Advent looks back at the celebration of the coming of Christ, and at the same time, it, it looks hopefully at the future. So Christ today and the future. And that's what Advent is all about. In the season often marked by this frenzy, I don't know if Sarah and I were in Toronto on the weekend, and we drove past Yorkdale Mall. And uh, I, I think they have 8,000 parking spots there, and I think there were 8,002 cars because there were people driving around looking for a spot. There's something about this season um, that requires you to prepare your heart, to prepare yourself, because there's going to be things that are going to challenge us and to take our eyes off the story of Christ and the hope of Christ, and it's going to make us focus on, on things that really are of little value. Uh, it was, what was it called, Black Friday weekend this weekend. And there's this, there's so many people have this fear of missing out. I think that's why you head to the mall, because you fear you're going to miss that deal. FOMO, you're going to miss that good price on that great pair of sneakers or on a, or on a, a piece of electronic gear. Well, this is a season that looks beyond a new shirt and a piece of electronic gear, and it's the season where we look towards the love of Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection. We look towards the coming of Emmanuel, God with us. The word Emmanuel, coming, arriving. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word. Um, uh, Im is with, Anu is us, El is God. So it's, it's three words in Hebrew, one, Emmanuel in English. And we think it just sounds like a name, and it is a name, but it's a name with meaning, God with us. The season of expectation and preparation. Advent is a celebration of God coming, Emmanuel. So we're going to focus just for a few minutes on the hope that we have based on the coming of Jesus Christ. So I hope all of you here today will enjoy these, uh, <laughs> these few thoughts about hope. Hope is based on the Word of God. David, do we have a, a beautiful picture of a Bible there? Hope is based on the, on the Word of God. God came to us and He gave us a book. He gave us His promises long ago in His book. In this book is a piece that God left us of Himself. Imagine, the Bible is God with us in written form. And that's why, Lydia, that's why we read it every day, because God speaks to us through his word. It's incredible. These words are a beacon of hope, and they remind, him, they remind us that God is with us. They tell us about his heart. They tell us about his Holy Spirit within us. They tell us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Look at Psalm 139. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the dawn on the wings of an eagle, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, well, the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark because of God. The night will shine like the day. The darkness is as night to you. So this Psalm 139 speaks of the hope that we have, that, that even darkness isn't dark to Christ. Even darkness is light. So don't despair. We have hope. And this is based on the Word of God.
Scripture is filled with stories and words and promises to rekindle that hope within our hearts. And as we move to Advent, let me encourage you to read your scriptures. Today we start our Advent readings. So um, if you're watching online, you can log in at our MB Seminary and pick up our Advent uh, readings, our daily Advent readings. And to everybody who was <clears throat> coming to church this morning with your spiritual gifts inventories in hand, beloved brothers and sisters, there's one. Bring them next week and we'll collect them and we'll do all our work. You, I'm going to take yours, Pam. I'm going to take yours today. And we look forward to, to helping you and all of us to discern what our spiritual gifts are. Rodney, we will get this, this spiritual gift inventory done. And uh, so bring them next week, please. Secondly, our hope is based on God's nature. Second way we can rekindle hope is to put our focus on God's nature. Now, there's a small story in the book of Mark, Mark 5, 25 to 34. And it's easy to overlook, but it's, it's about a woman. And we spoke about her a couple of uh, Sundays ago. You might remember there was the young girl, 12 years old, that uh, was raised from the dead. And then there was this dear woman who had this issue of blood. That's what it's called in the King James Version, an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, we don't know what that means. We do know that she suffered. We do know that she spent all of her money on physicians and medications to try to, to give her life. But she was, she was desperate. And um, she, when she heard that Jesus was coming to town, she went out to try to see him. She had hope. She had heard about Jesus, the stories, the miracles, the healings, and she had hope. David, do we have that clip set up? The hope of healing, the hope of life drove her to take action. Um, Mark 5, 27 says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Let's take a look at that. We'll find the woman in the marketplace. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood starched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and all they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. When the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. It's an interesting story, the story of a woman who had hope, hope that Christ would, would heal or would, would touch her. Interesting when Jesus said, who touched me? Can you imagine if, if you were this woman and and with all your heart, you, you wanted to be whole again. And you went to the market and you risked being seen in public and because you were unclean. And you touched him and then he stops and says, who, who touched me? And she says, it is I that, he, that touched you timidly. Jesus connected with her deeply and directly. I, David, this was a new video clip. I, I hadn't seen it before. It, um, it's, it's, it's interesting how she, the smile on the woman's face, it was a, a gentle, friendly smile on her face as, as she says to Jesus, it was me that touched you. 
And after the healing, she goes her way. This is our God. This is his nature. He's a healer and he loves us. And he asks us to put our hope in him. He is our hope. He says, I am with you always to the very end of the age, Matthew 28, 20. This is the promise that he gives us. So he asks us to seek him, just like that woman. Seek him, touch him, read his word, and he'll change our lives. Don't lose hope. Lastly, we have hope based on God's goodness throughout our lives. The third way we can find hope is by focusing on his faithfulness for us. How has God worked in your life? What are these moments and memories that you have experienced where God brought hope to your life? When you were sick and he brought healing. When you were in despair and he brought hope. When you were in darkness and he brought light. Maybe it's even recently that you've had an experience of, of experience God's hope in your life. Perhaps it's been a long time. But in these circumstances that are swirling around us even now, we need to remind ourselves that God is present and that his goodness has been with us from the day we were born. Our lives are a gift, and we're a gift to one another. In gratitude, we live. Gratitude is a key to hope. Thankfulness, gratitude, acknowledging and appreciating all that God has done for us. Here's a beautiful quote from Lamentations. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. So this I remind myself of, and it gives me hope. Here's what he reminds himself. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I'll wait on him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So we remind ourselves, as they did in Lamentations, I remind myself of all that's God done, all that God has done in the past, and then I look forward with hope to the future. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Paul, you know that song. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is his faithfulness. And hope is like a spark that starts a fire. It's like a seed that grows. Hope is a living thing, and it can dwindle and it can wane, but by its very nature, it grows and flourishes. It's up to us, as we believe in Christ, to nourish it and to spread hope to others as well. So today is Hope Sunday. I hope that it doesn't snow next Sunday. I hope we don't have that ice. I hope that you, I hope, Rodney, that you can get home on that icy road today. It's, uh, it's no fun driving out there. We look forward and hope to seeing the whole church family again next week. That's our focus for today, hope. So let's, in gratitude, even as we, we sit here and we worship <clears throat> in, a, in a, almost an empty church, we are grateful. We look back to the many times that we have worshipped here, and we look forward to worshipping here again next Sunday. Let's look back with gratitude at all that God has done for our families, for our friends, our homes, our community, for life, for love, and for safety, and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the hope that you've given us. Amen. Yeah, let's pray together.
Father, we pray the words of Romans 15. May the God of hope fill us with joy and peace as we trust in you so that we may overflow with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, our hope is based on your word. Surely darkness is even light to you from Psalm 139, Father. We have hope because of your word. Father, we have hope because of your nature. You love us and you want good things for us. You want to heal us like the woman in the market where she touched the edge of your gown and she was healed. Father, whatever we need today, wherever we need healing, Father, help us to touch the edge of your gown today and to receive your healing. And Father, our, our hope is based on your goodness to us throughout our lifetime. We're grateful for your love and your goodness because they're new every morning. New every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. We lay our lives in hope before you this morning and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Church.ca